Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. West Ham 3, Liverpool 2 at the London Stadium today in the Premier League. A disappointing um, result for Liverpool and a disappointing performance, I think, overall. Um, with me this week, I have Kevin Sullivan, I have Shani and I have Keith. Um, we're also going to talk about the Allison, um, who I think had a shocker today, but we get into it. People might disagree. Um, the red card that was possibly missed in the game, and um, we're going to have a little chat over that as well. We're going to talk um, all things West Ham versus Liverpool, to be honest. Um, we're going to have a little word about Siena at the end as well because Siena has flown out to America on Friday morning I think it was and um, hopefully all going well we're looking for an update from her in the next couple of days and we're going to talk to you about our new channel that not doesn't launch on Tuesday but we're going to do a show at 10 o'clock on Tuesday night because you are going to help us as to what we're going to talk about on that show and we're going to give you an idea of what's going on with it um, lads we get straight into it we get straight into it Um West Ham 3, Liverpool 2, and loads, loads, loads to talk about. But as I always do on a Sunday night, I ask your initial reactions afterwards without going into the game in too much detail. Just how you feel after the game. I'm going to leave Shiny to last because he's fucking fuming. I can see it in him already. Um, so, uh, Keith, I'll come to you first. How are you feeling, my man? After the game? Mm-hmm. Like after the result? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a sickener, Gav. You know, it's a sickener, but... A few years ago, back in the olden days, I had hair. I was a young buck, you know, out there having his best shot at life. And I used to get bleeding fuming at matches, sort of like Shawnee does now. And I made a vow not to let it ruin me day, not to let it ruin me weekend. So I'm all right. I'm golden. Um, they, they took me hair out over the years. But, uh, yeah, I tried to... I try to when the match is over, I try not to dwell on them too much because they drive you bleeding mad. Um, it makes or break you. Can make or break your weekend day a week. And to drop points in this game, look, no disrespect. I want to talk about West Ham later. No disrespect to them, but we were so bad today that it's one of the more frustrating ones. Do you know what I mean? Like as much as West Ham are a good team and they're in good form, I'm very frustrated at Liverpool and how they performed today. Um. 
Yeah, that's absolutely and utterly fair. Uh, Reds, Dave doesn't doesn't give two fucks about the football. He says, evening, Reds. I'm here for the Sienna chat. You can stick your football up your ass. So um, if you hang around, come back in about 40 minutes or so, Steve, and then um, we'll get into the Sienna stuff. <laughs> uh, Kev, um, overall feelings after the game, uh, West Ham 3, Liverpool 2. Similar to Keith, uh, I felt sick after it. I didn't watch any of the highlights, didn't watch the interviews, didn't watch the post-match reaction, nothing. I turned on the, the lads from the Red Sea uh, when they'd done their stuff because to moderate the chat and that, but didn't really get involved and I didn't want to hear it because part of me knew that this was coming. And um, like Keith, sickened at the performance, but not surprised. If that's, if that's I mean, like I said, I th- I felt that this kind of a day was coming. I mean, there's no point in throwing the baby out with the bathwater with it, but you know, it's just disappointing to go out, you know, to lose your your unbeaten record like the way we did. Okay. Just felt a bit fucking sick after it, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Sean, you lot of, lot of shouts in the chat here that the title race is over for some reason. Um, how do you feel after that? Um, Kev feels that it was coming. Keith has learned to deal with it and move on. But how are you feeling? Because I know you get very upset. Over to you, very high and very low. No, I'm not. I'm not upset. Like, but I, I'm with Kevin in a, in a sense that you could kind of see this coming, and I, I wouldn't agree with the title race being over. For God's sake, it's November. There's there's four points in it. But one thing I will say is that we we do look seem to look further and further away from title challengers as the weeks go on. And what I mean by that is. Uh, for me, it seems like these, this team is developing characteristics that I don't really like and I wouldn't associate with clubs Liverpool. Um, after that, that was like watching Liverpool before we'd signed Van Dijk. We just, everything just looks nervy. Um, we, we don't, we seem to lack imagination going forward. We're doing the same thing over and over and over again. We looked awful in transition going both ways. We, we struggled, I think we struggled to recover. When, when they broke with the ball and we struggled really to get forward when we were breaking with the ball. It was just, it was a shit performance, Gavin. It was another shit performance in the way that the second half last Saturday was. We just, we looked scared. We looked timid. And I just think this Liverpool team at, the, at this moment in time, regardless of the Champions League, we look really, really soft at the moment. And they are not characteristics that you would align with a, a title winning or a title challenging football team um, it's just happened all too many times for me this season Brentford away getting to a ding dong it's like playing cats and dogs at the back today Alisson has a mare but nobody has the know-how to take responsibility and do something about Antonio or attack balls that are going into the box or we we're not looking like Liverpool at the moment. We're scoring loads of goals, but we're conceding far too many. And it's another weekend where we've missed chance to to take on the responsibility of putting two points or another point onto Chelsea after they dropped points yesterday. And the following week was City getting beaten at home to Palace. So, um, a disappointing block of games for, for Liverpool in terms of the Premier League, I think. The 5-0 against United now is sort of out the window. means fucking nothing now because you literally go and drop two at home to Brighton and then you, you, you get beaten away 
com- comprehensively. Let's be honest, boy, West Ham they they didn't even have to be good today. That that's another story. Do you know something? Um, Ramirez says there it's been coming since the Brentford game for him. It's very frustrating. When we come back after the last international break, you know we thought we're doing all right in the league. Um, yeah, we've dropped some points. There was the, the Brentford game and there was Chelsea and stuff like that. And I, and I watched us go to Watford and win. Atletico and win. Uh, we go to United, we win. We win in the League Cup away to Preston. And it's a real case of where what a block of games this could be. You know, because we know there's another international break coming. We know we have Brighton. We have Atletico again, and we have West Ham. Now, West Ham are flying, and I want to give them loads of credit for today, um, later on, especially with the tactics that they, they employed and, and carried out. But we were at Anfield last week, and I said to you, Shawnee, standing on the cop, I said to you, they're smelling themselves here. And what I mean by that is that intensity, that want, that need to go and win a ball, to be in the right position, to be well drilled, just seemed to be fading for me. And we've seen it come back during the week against Atletico. And then it's gone again today for me, you know. And I said to you, sitting in the pub last week after the game, this is probably the kick we need. And it looked like it was the kick we needed when it came to came to Atletico during the week because we were on it. We were so intense. We were, we never gave them a, a minute. We never gave them a second. We were all over them. And we yeah, but the 10 men got about the no, half no, an hour. I know that. But listen, before the half an hour is up, Sean, we're all over them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but look, and it was, that was the, same, the same away to let the go, and we give up a two goal lead. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, but but what I'm saying is, for me, performance aside from certain players, I looked at it and I thought to myself, there just seemed to be a bit of, you know, when you have a swagger in a side, but they're really working hard and there's a swagger. This was a swagger without much behind it, if you know what I mean. And and looking at it today, you know. I don't think it was a great game of football. Loads of goals, but I don't think it was a great game of football. But Liverpool of old would have just went and took that game away from West West Ham, and would have, and would have done it by by saying these are in it for a fight. Let's fight them, and we know we'll come out on the other side of it. And it just doesn't look there. And and we we'll talk about the goals later on because you said something to me afterwards saying just soft and a bit too nice. And I agree with you, but I think part of it is just an overconfidence in. Do we need to make that tackle? Do we need to make that track and run? Do oh, we need I don't to know. And, and when it falls away, Shawnee, it's it's a very thin line between success and failure. That's just the way I see it. Um, there's a lot of people... I think are, we're more timid than overconfident. That's the way it seems to me. We seem more timid than overconfident. Like, we were shitting bricks when Bright were breaking on us last week. Yeah. And we were shitting bricks when Brentford were putting balls into the box in that fixture. And it just... I don't know what it is. I just... This the back line, their ability to cope with pressure just seems to have disappeared all of a sudden. Because, like you said, the season we win the league, it's one all. Trent, we get back into the game with the free kick, but you'd now wear lads back ourselves. Right, we come out, we come out in the second half here, and we'll just put it on these, and we'll ring friends their whole team by attacking and just camping on the edge of that box, and then eventually they break down. But none of that has been there. Like we just seem to lack that little bit of edge, and then, then that little bit of belief, and then was shockingly bad in transition going both ways. To be honest with you, yeah. What's the key really to that? Though? What positions are key? Would you say to that? Would Midfield, definitely. I think the fullbacks, fullbacks have been honking, absolutely stinking. In my opinion, they're a key outlet, and I think they've been so so poor. I think Trent has been poor. 
I think Robertson was absolutely shocking today. But I think yeah, I they have both maybe not being at their best. Trent still getting assists. He gets a lovely goal today. His all-round play, I don't think, is at the level. And I think everything's breaking down. And you're right, the midfield. The midfield is the midfield. Um, I thought Oxlade-Chamberlain was okay today, but it's the, the he wasn't great now, don't get me wrong. But my point here is, the ones you expect more of, I thought, let us down today. Yeah, and that yeah. was the surprising one. Yeah, and the thing people, are, the sorry, thing people are just saying here, you know, I've seen a couple of people in chat going, this is all down to not strengthening in the summer. I'm not having that today. Nah, no, it's not. not because because it's literally not. that lets them off the hook. No, and and you know, no, that's do you know something that, that lets a performance off the hook. I agree with you. Yeah, if you, look, if you look at that team today, you will probably say if you put Thiago in there, you would argue that's Liverpool's strongest side. If you put Thiago in instead of Ox, you could argue. Yeah. Now people would argue maybe Kate for Henderson. Some would argue maybe on form with Simakaskin there ahead of Robinson. But overall, on paper. If Thiago goes in there instead of Oxlade, yeah. Hamlet, who wasn't 100%. the worst midfielder today, by the way, that's Liverpool's strongest side. So you can't come out today and go, "Oh, this is because of the summer and this is because of not strengthening." I don't take. I don't. No, don't get me wrong. If it was a case of we're down three or four injuries, you have to bring A, B, C, and D on, and we yeah. don't win. You go, yeah. Do you know what? That's you know, what I mean, that's starting to show, and it did show. It has shown um, in, in games this season, but not today because that's that's an extremely extremely strong side that he's put out there today. But let's move. Let's move into the game. Um, you know, it's only three minutes old, and and West Ham make it one nil. It's a it's a corner in. Allison doesn't come. Antonio spends most of the game on the line beside him, um, and Kev. You know, it's not not the best start, but the only talking point around this is: is it a foul or is it not a foul on Alison Becker? What do you make of it? Not a foul. Okay. Um, I mean, goalkeepers went through probably the last four or five years as a protected species. You know, you can use your hands. You're six foot three, clear everything around you. You know, you're Alison was never going to give away a penalty if he took a bonnet's head off. As instead of the ball, he's never he's never give you away a penalty. He was just a bit soft. He was soft and weak, you know. And he, he Allison has this thing that he doesn't put a striker between him and their forward who's sitting on him to create space so he can come. He likes that space for himself, so he he can decide whether he goes or stays. Now the risk is if you come to catch the ball, sometimes once in a while. They'll either get a flick header like Chelsea did, or you won't get it. And he didn't get it. He went to try to catch it when he should have cleared everything inside, and he screwed up. Right now, I mean, we're going on Allison a fair bit tonight today because he was woeful. He's still an outstanding keeper. Don't get yeah, me wrong. You can ha- yeah, you can That's, actually ha- you can you can have this conversation as a one. You can be game both. Conversation. Yeah, yeah you can be you can be both. Yeah. You can have an absolute mare and still be an outstanding keeper at the same time. He has these games yeah. in him. Yeah, saying all of that, the delivery from Farnells was outstanding. It was precision personified. It was inch perfect in the most dangerous of dangerous areas. And he did it twice. You know, it wasn't a fluke. And he's done it a few times this season. His delivery from set pieces is up there. You know, so credit where it's due. The delivery was perfect. Allison should have come and punched and cleared everything around him. He didn't. And you can call for a foul. Klopp can say it was a foul. No, sorry, I'm not having it. It's, he was just soft. and he was. He I was think done. it was a foul. I understand where you're coming from with the arm. Yeah. 
I think it's a foul. I think the arm, I think Ogbana's arms, he tangles into Allison and he can't clear the ball. Now, it's soft foul, and I think Allison should clear him out. I'm not trying to absolve Allison of any blame mm. on this. But I think, you know, as Kev said, keepers are a protected species. And I didn't know that they, they're they not anymore. Do you know what I mean? So if if you can't challenge a keeper like that, you tied him up, in my opinion. Um, but Allison was not commanding us. The problem Allison has in that Steven, is Steven, he's sorry, just watching. Stephen says there, it's not a foul, but it's normally given against the attacker. Attacker once they're consistent, I'm fine with it. And yeah, I think that's where I think that's where the argument might come in. I think I think all things being equal, Keith, I'd look at that in, in a in a normal fellow watching a game of football. I go, would you stop? The keeper should be stronger. Yeah. Than that. But yeah, when you when you look at when you look at the way the game is refereed, you look and go, yeah. he's definitely given that. But I think yeah. if Allison actually commits there and cleans the ball out, where Agbana putting his arm out the way he did, they would have clashed. Allison ends up in the deck. So the, the catch 22 is he either misses the ball and gets clattered and ends up in the deck. Then it's definitely going to be fouled. He's going to be get given as yeah. a foul. It's the fact that Allison was literally never really got up. He was too he busy ne- looking at, at Antonio. He was yeah, too yeah, busy. He never got up. And he, he, like, it didn't even look like a foul. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like you ever yeah. get when a striker gets clipped and you say, go down there. If he hadn't went yeah. down, he probably he probably would have blown for a free. Because mm. yeah, once the ref's looking in, he's a fracker and he's on the <laughs> ground, he probably blows for a free. You know what I mean? But the fact that... The fact that they're looking at it, I thought. I thought the fact that they looked at it, it's going to be given because yeah. of the, the arm going up. I was surprised that it wasn't. But in saying that, that is not to justify. I think Alisson is poor on that because as the lads have all said, you have to come out and just commit yourself to that. As Sean, he said, if you, if you go down... You know, in any contact, it's a free. If you do nothing like what you've done, you're never getting a free on that. And it's the consistency. It's it's exactly Bro- right. Brian Murphy says 100% a foul on Allison. How can a forward use their arms to stop a goalkeeper playing the ball legally with his hands or arms? Uh, that's the consistency thing. But again, Brian, for me, like, you know, look, if I'm looking at that in the neutral, I just go, I- I'm the sort of fella that goes, I'm entitled to jump up there. And try challenge for a ball. And everyone has to lift their arms up to challenge for a ball. You know how it works. You see when uh, a striker elbows a, a defender, but they're just about going for it. You have to use your arms to get yourself up in the air. But when it comes to goalkeepers, if your arms go up at all, the goalkeeper's getting the free. A bit like, do you remember the one, um, De Gea and Van Dijk and Anfield going back yeah. the season before yeah. last? And Gary Neville is adamant that it's not a free because Van Dijk jumps and his arms aren't up in the air. But the free is given because he impedes uh, David De Gea. Whereas I'm looking at that one today and I think it goes back to consistency where you go, well, his arms are up in the air and he has to do that. But the guy is coming out with his arms to try to punch a ball. His, his, his elbows in his face as he's trying to do it. You could argue both ways, but um, I agree. And I think he's being obstructed as well. Yeah, he is being obstructed. He gets, a, nudge, he gets a little nudge in the back. But, but to be honest with you, I'm, I'm all for, as Kev said earlier, come out. And hit the ball, him and anybody else that's around in the in the in the immediate area, and nothing's going to happen to you because you're allowed to use your fists on yeah. that ball. If they want to get in the way of it, fair play. But um, I mean, the thing is, look, the, the, he had a clear sight of it. The VRF would have said, "Look, this is what happened." He'll have turned around and said, "I agree. That's what I saw. That's the end of the discussion." Then they moved it on to see whether it was a handball. It wasn't. Yeah. So. You know, then he decided that that's what he saw, so he's not going to go over. T- I mean, Paulson had a fucking shocker. 
I mean, he was yeah. an awful. He was awful today, and we'll get on to a few of his decisions later on. But at the same time, he was never going to overrule himself because he saw it, and you could see his clear, clear line of sight. He, he, you know, he's not going to have a clear line of sight on the camera, and then be told, "No, you, your eyes are playing tricks on you." You know, so mm-hmm. as long as it wasn't handball, it was always <coughs> going to be there. the only. The only thing that I know he sees it, and he makes that call, and they, they go to VAR, but. The only thing they could have said to him was, yeah, look, his arm is in his face. His arm is mm, in his face yeah. as you're trying to hit that. And then it's down to is the keeper strong enough or not. David Ennis says the keeper going with his hands. The keeper should catch that 99 times out of 100. Not strong enough in his opinion. So, look, there's loads of mixed things in there. And I think I think the biggest thing to come out of is probably that comment from earlier about consistency. Um, and, like, if that happens next. And I actually remember one with Dominic Calvert-Leon at Old Trafford against David De Gea. And it's a bit similar to that one today. And he, it, the goal is given. You know the sort of way, so maybe yeah. it's maybe it's a consistency thing. Um, but the hair never comes anyway, so he's always susceptible to this kind of a decision. Mm-hmm. So in the next month yeah. or so, I'm sure it'll happen again. Oh, we'll come up, asking, it'll come up a bit more again. Asking, yeah, more again. Then, then, then we'll see. Asking, yeah, like asking the talkies to vote for, the for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. asking the talkies to vote for Christmas. Like yeah. you're just yeah, not fucking bothered because I'm fucking want my turkey. Yeah, but look, it's 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 one of those. Um, four hundred or so people watching. Please hit the like button. Seventy-two of you have so far. Um, I'm being instructed to say this thing every show, and if I don't, I I don't know what happens to me. People give out to me, but um, they do hit the like button now or on your way out, wherever it might be. It helps us a lot. Leave comments afterwards as well if you want, and um, whatever you can do to help. You know, we're just we're here to chat. And we're here to talk. And if you want to follow, subscribe, and I'll go ahead and do that if you enjoy what we're doing. Um, but look, it's one nil. It's it's a it's a it's a bad start. And Shani, we equalised on forty one minutes. I think it is. But how do you feel we reacted? How do you feel we did we get after the goal? Yeah. yeah. How do you feel we reacted? Yeah, to the goal I, I, reacted played. I, what do you think? I thought I thought like from literally the half an hour point on, I thought all right, there's a bit of consistent pressure here I I thought Robertson was deplorable he had me here pulling me hair out today and he was the very very same against Brighton where it's just there's not enough on the cross he's literally setting them up for counters like he, he was shocking today honestly and we, we were getting Alisson's getting a bit of a bashing at the moment and that look Alisson has credit in the bank. He'll win you more points than he costs you over the course of a season, and that's fair enough. And Robertson as well, his, his levels have been incredibly high since he's he's broke into the team years and years ago. I was surprised Simicas didn't start today, I have to be honest with you, because Robertson just has not been on it. And we were at the Brighton game, and we seen ourselves there. Just the amount of times he was leaving passes short, and he wasn't getting around quick enough defensively one-on-one. He wasn't great. And his crossing today, his final ball was was awful. He was literally setting them up for counter attacks more Johnny, often than not. Do you feel like really they were instruction? Do you feel like it was instruction that he kept pulling them back to the edge of the box because every cut cross seemed to be getting cut, cut back? Yeah. And when we're not, if they're not hitting where they're meant to hit, as you say, West Ham can break. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, we're hitting behind all our forwards, it must have been an instruction, or is he just gone to shit with his crossing? You, you, I find most of the time when Robinson gets into them positions, he seems to just play off instinct. Like the ball always seems to be off the cuff, whether he goes to yeah. the back stick or, or drills it into the front post. But today he was just pulling the one back across. And uh, there wasn't one of our attackers within five yards, yeah. but there was not. 
and midfielders weren't even attacking them. So that's why I was starting to think like, Jesus, after the second or third time, like kind of fucking use your head and try something different, maybe cut back inside and look to put me literally just, it was like banging our heads off the wall all the time and expe- expecting a different result. And it, he killed us today, to be honest with you. He was deplorable, I thought. He really let us down because they were literally waiting, saying they were just springing on us then as soon as the ball was coming back from his cross because we had actually, we hadn't got a lot from him. And I'm not surprised that the the goal that we get comes from a, a set piece, to be honest with you. And then you have a Rigi's, which is in the dying minutes of the game. And you're looking, they probably just switch off, you know what I mean? So I think Robinson killed us today. And after the international, go on. After the international break, I would probably look. Now, Simakas should be actually like asking questions now, saying, "Ari, right, so what do we got? What, what have I got to do to start?" Because he was our best, he was the best player on the park for us against the Let to go at home, and yeah. he's been very good when he come in. Now, I'm not asking Leiden for Robbo to be completely bombed out sold. of the squad and not sold. get a game again yeah. and sold, but like he probably just needs to be taken out because I thought Simakas's form would have lit in the fire, had light in the fire under him, and maybe like just kind of maintain his focus and. Uh, but it seems to be doing the opposite. He just, he seems to be struggling. I don't know what it is, but it's unlike him, but it's becoming very, very frustrating because he was shocking against Brighton and he was even worse again today. I think he looks, I think he looks fatigued. I'm going to be honest with you. Again, I go, I keep going back to, <clears throat> when I look at Liverpool players over the last three, four years, two probably in particular, it's their running power. It's their decision making. It's their intensity. And Klopp, or not Klopp, um, Robertson against Brighton for me just looked, you know, when you say a player looks a yard off it, he just looked like he was wandering, you know, looking for something to do. And, and he just seemed mentally off. I think he's fatigued. And, and the international break isn't going to help him. He's the captain of Scotland. They're going to want yeah, him to play a minute of every game. Now, unless, unless, unless Klopp is going to get into someone's ear here and say, right, I don't know if they have two qualifiers or they've a friendly somewhere. And if you can get in and say, right, you can play that. Can you, can you get him off for this one? And, and I think, I think he needs genuinely a rest. And you know something? It might be a bit of pressure on him as well because I think Simicross has been very, very impressive. And if you watch Simicross crosses, it's the variation on them. He'll cut some back. He'll drill some. He'll whip some. He'll just clip some, stand some up at the back post. He's a great variation in what he does. And not only from, say, 20 yards from goal, Deal with it, doesn't, as well. it doesn't really matter yet to, to Simicast. He seems to have that variation. Whereas I think Robertson probably has a better engine in him. Um, it's probably tactically a little bit better at this moment than Simicast. But um, it, it might be just a few different things with Andy Robertson. Now, listen, that's not to say Andy Robertson doesn't come back and just go on another mad run of being absolutely brilliant because he's been unfucking believable for four years with Liverpool. And I mean unfucking yeah. believable. But at times, you have to turn around and say, you know what? He's a, he's a massive player in this squad. He's a captain of his country. He's one of the leaders of Liverpool. But sometimes you do need to drop them out and say, you know what, a couple of weeks off, no harm to you. You'll be back in in a couple of weeks. But I also have Simicast as well. Kev, um, just on Robertson. It's, it's, not, just Robertson. It's, it's not just Robertson for me. It was Once they went 1-0 up, they allowed us to have the ball. They said, right, you can come and try and break us down now. Mm-hmm. And... We didn't work their keeper anywhere near enough. We dominated the ball because they allowed us to dominate the ball. And it was, they controlled the pace. We had the ball, but they controlled where we had it, how we had it, and what we did when we had it. 
We were allowed to have it wide because they felt there was no danger. They trusted their centre-backs to deal with anything that came, came across. They trusted their midfield to be compact and tight. Nothing went through the middle. Everything had to come wide. And we kept trying to force it through the middle. And there was just no invention there. There was no no spark, you know. And for all the hullabaloo about Robertson, yeah, he wasn't great. I don't think anyone was stood out in that first half for anything other than the set piece, the free kick. Yeah, it was lovely. It was a nice finish in that. But at the end of the day, we were they allowed us to have the ball. That was it. And if we made a stupid mistake, we were going to get countered. But they were comfortable. At 1-0, they were happy. They were comfortable and comfortable enough in their own skin. And you could tell, as soon as we got the goal, they came out and said, right, well, we have to come and play again now. And the game changed. On a sixpence, as soon as we scored, the game changed again. And they decided to come out and attack us a bit more. Mm. So because West, West Ham we had no control. We had no control today whatsoever. Yeah, West, West Ham now they're not as good as side of Liverpool. And if they go, if they go, toot and nail them for ninety minutes, they won't win it. You know, then we get to their tactics there because I thought you have to give them massive credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as it kills me to give David Moyes credit, <laughs> I, you have to because I think it was what he done today was excellent. But getting onto the goal, Keith, um, Trent's. Before we get on to that, can yeah. we, are we are leaving this red this? card? No, are we leaving oh, no, this no, red no, card? Oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry, yeah, no, sorry, I'm not leaving the red card. Um, sorry, I've, I'm, I'm completely, I've, it, you see, I'm very worried here. Can I explain why I'm worried? Because at 17 minutes to 10, I found some drink in the house, right? Ah. And they were, they weren't in the fridge. There was a array of Heineken Canadian, um, you still What's make that, that do you? Yeah, you still I make it. I robbed it out of a communion party. Um, I was at a couple of weeks ago. Um, Jigsaw Mary's for you. There was other stuff. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm an atheist. Don't worry about it. Um, and then the other stuff, Corona, and then there was one can of Guinness, which I'm not going to use. I'll keep it for a special occasion. And I literally had 17 minutes to try and um, freeze them. So I'm trying to pick a point where I can leave here now because I've already slotted two of these bottles. So I'm trying to see when I can get out of here to go and get me other two in the freezer. So that's why my head's all over the place. But, Keith, I, I'll let you go then. This possible red card. Um, I'm going to be straight out there. It's a red card. Um, and I say Some it with, I, I say it with, um, the caveat that West Ham are brilliant today. This isn't me sour grapes and stuff like that. I'm looking yeah. at uh, as a incident. It's a red card. Um, Keith, agree or disagree? I agree all day long. Um, it's reckless. It's dangerous. Uh, it's reviewed. How it's not seen as a red card is beyond me. Jack Wilcher's take that it happens too early in the game. I mean. Surely that's a lot of bollocks now. Surely those days. I mean, look at look at that. That's a high scissors <laughs> tackle. Like, the, no matter what you tr- way you try and dress that up, that's reckless and it's dangerous and it's out of control. Yeah. Now, you're never going to send him up after four minutes, though. That, they, that does on ten minutes into a game, show, and you have VAR. Like that is it. It, 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 it values the whole thing, but it shouldn't. It should be, if you do a tackle like that after one minute, you should be sent off. Exactly, it comes down to consistency again, though. Do you know exactly, what I mean? Like, it, 100%. It, it's if that happens in the eighty-fifth minute, he's gone. If that like it, that happens when Liverpool are two or three up, three two or three nil up, he's gone. The the refs do they do think about these things? Do you get me? Yeah, and, and he had he had to get out of jail free card because if you actually look, Cresswell touches the ball, 
before he catches Henderson. So that's his way of saying, well, he actually made contact. And look, I, I, I agree. I think there's a red as well. Mm-hmm. But the, the ref had a way out there and he fucking I took th- it. When he I caught. thought Cresswell slipped and missed the ball and carried on his foot into Henderson. But he, it's the and scissors as well. Yeah, but I think his feet went from under him. Yeah, but Whether this, he, this is where... This doesn't is where, still a red leg. Yeah, but this, this is where like the, all this talk of five minutes in or one minute in should be irrelevant. The referee sees something or doesn't see something and he... Uh, and. Either he talks to the VAR and says, can you have a look at it? Or VAR come back and say, we're just having a look at this tackle, right? Now, VAR, in my mind, should look at that and go, listen, he has made contact with the ball, but we've slowed this down. He's off the fucking ground. He's horizontal. And his left leg is literally, his left foot is literally making contact on the top of Jordan Henderson's knee. You must send him off. Right? Because it does. Listen, I'm tell you, if you, if you, if you, if you injure someone like, now, we're very lucky to get away with Henderson, but it makes no difference whether you injure him in the ninth minute or the 89th minute. It, I agree, you've done, 100%. You've done, you've done it. Now, yeah. I'm not, I don't think I will. But they I will, will, they do make these decisions based on the context of the game. But guys. that's well then, well, then, well, then there's no point in them because you can't make it in the context of the game. You must make it in the rules of the game. And we seen with Pogba a couple of uh, weeks ago. Pogba goes in, and what is it? It's reckless. It's it's He's out of control. Now, I will say something for Cresswell. I'm a little bit with you, Kev. I don't think he, he goes out to Harman. But at the same time, he goes over that ball and his le- that's where he, yeah. look at, you can see the freeze frame. He's, he's, he's off the ground. He's horizontal. It's most definitely well, a red card. It's down to being too nice again. Air players should be yeah. fucking all over. Or, uh, if, if I'm a Liverpool player there, I'm literally pulling, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the press around it. the pitch. We don't do it. We're way too fucking nice. I'm sick the of us winning all this your wife thing every year. Like, Fucking means nothing. It doesn't mean jaw. What do you get for it? Nothing. And I know it's against clubs, but players should be like fucking all over the ref. We're going to talk about the goals. Like the second fucking goal. Four nads goes past four of them. Clatter them. Yeah. 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 Someone look, has to smash them. Keith, you, you think it's a red. Kev, you think it's a red. Yeah, it's Shawnee, red. you think red. it's a red, but the context of the game, they're going I, to I, I know why they didn't give it. It's a hundred percent the red, but I'm not turning around going, I can't believe they didn't give that. Cause I fucking can't believe they didn't give it because yeah. this is, they have form of doing this, Gav. Yeah. This is the, Plus, this is how they operate. This is Henderson exactly how they up. operate. Yeah. He got up pretty and, quick. He didn't need to play. He didn't need anyone to come on and he got up pretty quick and the game just carried on. Yeah. Courtney says there, Henderson bailed him out. Courtney says there, Cresswell didn't mean it, but it's still reckless. I think that's perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and a few people have said that in the chat. It's, it's not, it's not, um, it's not malicious, but it's still reckless no. because he's left. And yeah. it doesn't matter what he's done with touching the ball. He has yeah. his body in that position. And in order to get yourself in that position, you have to go You have to go with some force. And you have to put yeah. yourself in that position. It's as simple as that. But it, it, it's definitely a red. Um, and I think we all agree. Well, we wonder, did the, did the players get into their head after the, the goal and the red card? That's only in the first 10 minutes. Mm. You know, are they feeling, not feeling sorry for themselves, but like, did he lose focus? Because the the ref, I think, is a stinker. And anyway, at the best of times, the VAR, we don't, I don't know who was on VAR, but do the players start to think it's one of these, feel sorry for themselves, poor me. Remember Villa bounced off us last year and we should have got a penal one Salah and we didn't get it and the heads all went to shit. I don't know if we just... You know, sometimes you expect when... Things are going against you. It, it fires you up. 
and it didn't seem to forward us up at all today. Mm. Didn't forward us up at all. Oh, like I, I'm, I'm with, I'm with a few people. Like a few people in the chat are saying, um, one of them says it's not a ready plays the ball and he continues over it. That's the, that's the key thing. That's, he goes over it. Matter. He goes yeah. over it. Um, and there's no book and there's no fail, but, but I, I kind of get where Sean is coming from as well because if I'm on that pitch and I see that happen, I'm literally either all over the ref in his face. Yeah. Or I'm, literally, I'm, or, or, I'm, or I'm literally grabbing hold of Cresswell by the throat. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm making it. I'm making it known that what you've done is appalling. And I think, you know what? I don't. I know. I, sh- I know. I hear Shawnee's point, and I, I don't agree the context of it. As in, they're reffing it, and it's nine minutes into the game. But there might be something there where they go. Well, do you know the, what? The other, the rest of the lads the reaction, don't think it's that bad. The reaction, this and the reaction, and they can be swayed by that. But having said that, the rules of the game are if you're reckless and out of control and over the ball and making contact with your studs. Well, the fella standing there, if you're making contact with your studs to his knee, forget it. It's game over. Like, you could genuinely be looking at another... Serious foul play. You, you, you serious could, play. Yeah, it is serious foul play. Dangerous yeah. play, I think, is the one. But again, uh, the, the the context thing is the same as the Van Dyke one. Look at when that happened in the game against Everton. So, they have previous to doing this, Gav. They, the way they seen it, oh, we don't want to ruin the game. The flow of the game. It's literally, imagine the commentary now if we're one nil down and he sends him off for that and it's odd oh, game's ruined now. That's a, that's the way they view it. That's, that's the way yeah, they that's, think that's about that's it. That's not what they do. Gav, yeah, no, again, I, I agree with you. But it's wrong. Expecting them to be competent, they're just not going to yeah. be. Mm. You know what I mean? Ant Mac 14 says, and this is a good point, uh, Strike, um, I'm hoping I'm saying his name right, uh, didn't yeah. mean to hurt Elliot, but it was reckless, it was 100% the red, yeah, you go back to that one. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's yeah. much yeah. less of a tackle, but again, he's off the ground, he's nearly horizontal, and he's... And he gets the ball as well, doesn't he? Back. Yeah, but he's in the back of someone, um, and yeah. he's out of control, and he, he's hurting someone. So, um, look, that's the way it goes, but let's move on. Um, Keith, or Kev, I'll come to you, because mm. um, Liverpool equalised were a brilliant free kick from Trent Alexander-Arnold, and... I was delighted with it. For, of course I was. It was a goal. But yeah. it was 41 minutes. You're looking towards half time and you're thinking, yeah, we've had one against us. We might feel a bit hard done by with the Allison thing. We might feel a bit hard done by with a possible red card. But it's one all. We're back in it. And yeah. I thought, I genuinely thought when that went in, the Liverpool would push on. I thought, as soon as that went in, get to half time. So, right, whatever was wrong in the first half, it's one thing this season Klopp has been pretty good at is sorting it out at halftime, putting the ta- some kind of a tactical tweak and coming out stronger in the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half. And it's all right. Because I, I just tweeted at halftime, so keep doing what we're doing, keep keep the ball, move it, keep the pressure on, pin them in, it will come. Relax. not No big deal. And the opposite happened. We went... They come out and West Ham decided, right, well, no, we're going to play. And they did. West Ham dominated the ball and started running at us and creating chances, creating overloads at different parts of the pitch. And we just look like, we just look sheepish and soft and weak. And it was almost a case of, hang on, we're Liverpool. You're not meant to be doing this. You know, it was almost like, well, Maul bail us out, or Sadio will do something, and Sadio will bail us out. And it just didn't happen. It wasn't happening. No matter everything they tried today, it didn't, it didn't work. And people can 
cry and bitch and moan and talk about tra- transfers and this player should have played and that player should have played. I saw that lineup at the start of the game today. I was delighted. I was happy enough with everything. That was our best back five. It was pretty much the strongest midfield. Thiago couldn't play. He's had he had a twenty minute run around against Atletico in a soft game that was over by the time he came on after six weeks off. He wasn't starting today, and it was our strongest front three. There was no complaints about the lineup. We were just done by a better side on the day, and they were very good. I mean, West Ham are very effective at what they do, and at home they're a very strong side. And if you allow them to play which we did, they can play. They're very, very good at what they do, and they showed it. Now, saying that, they had two goals that were gifted to them, and one was we just almost held out the red carpet and allowed them to waltz through a midfield. And the signal with that one, for me, was we were about to make a substitution. Ox was going off. Kick him in the back of the fucking leg. Take the yellow. Bring him down. Yeah. Be a snide little fucker. You're going off anyway. Take the book in and go away. You know, he did all right today. He wasn't brilliant. He wasn't bad. He wasn't the worst of him by a long shot. But take the fucking yellow. You know, they could see what they were doing. He was just he went through the lot. And no one got a no one got a touch. Well, do you know something? You you was, say you, go, you, oh. you say you go you say he goes through that, right? And you know, Trent's goal, just to, to go back on it, um, I, I like the way it's worked. It's something different because you usually look at Trent hitting the ball dead from the area, you know, from the original spot. And King Hoddle, I think it's Glenn Hoddle he's trying to make out. He's, he's not Glenn, but how are you, Glenn? He says, great free kick. Even Hoddle would have been proud of that. So nice one, Glenn. Um, I hope you're well. Um, it, it's a brilliant free kick. and, and I think Lovely. Push on, but, but, but going on to the second one, right, because let, let's push on to the second one. Yeah. Before we move this half, oh, just God, very quickly, God, say, very quickly, go on, go on. very quickly. I didn't, I didn't realize Craig Parson was the ref in the Leeds game as well, and didn't give the foul on Harvey Elliott no. until people said there was interference. So I wonder if that played in his mind. Sorry, there wasn't, wasn't even a red card today, and I'm going on and on about it, but yeah. it just threw my head in. You know, I forgot that he was the ref that time as well. Right. So I'll move on. Second Good half. Point. Second half. Um, the second goal, because like Shawnee said earlier, you just hit him. Kev says there, like, Ox is going off. Take the yellow. But I have to be honest with you, lads. I'm looking at the back four going, what the fuck are you at? And I'll tell you why. Because a back four, for me, never pushes high if there's no pressure on the ball. Never. You don't push up if there's no pressure on the ball because you're leaving yourself open, right? And that's exactly what they do. Right, I get the whole thing. He's running and uh, Bowen is running and he's he's running in on that channel and stuff like that. Where are the defenders going? Where did he think? What did they think they're going to achieve by pushing up? All they're doing is making his mind up for him. Now, if they drop and just drop and drop and drop and go, let's see if he actually gets past this midfield and is actually in on us, then make a decision. I could yeah, not understand the life of me the two centre has. Trent is Trent is up the pitch. Yeah, but, Charlie, I'll come to you. I can't understand for the life of me how that them centre halves decide that the best thing to do there is to press the ball when this guy is running full tilt, when nobody going near him, and pressing it. Just keep dropping. Keep oh, dropping yeah, until you make, him make a decision. It's definitely a systematic thing because literally the exact the goal against Atletico is the exact same. It, it's literally the exact same, except for it doesn't come down to the middle. It's down near left side where Joe Felix skips past three and the two centre-halves step up and it's literally just one little ball in behind and we're done. 
like I don't know what it definitely seems to because I just feel like way too many times this season we've looked where we're actually two on two. It's two on two, loads of situations where there's two attackers breaking on both of their centre halves. And normally the flag goes up and we play the offside well or whatever. But like you said, just fucking drop. Just drop. Force him to make him make a decision. Farnaz literally was through the clear. It was like a horse jumping over a fence. He rolled the tackles in the middle of the next ball. He's out in the clear. And then for, getting onto yeah, that, you get, you, you get onto the, you get onto the goalkeeper. He's shocking. Allison is shocking for the second yeah. goal as well. He's crap. And that's normally what you're If you say to me, a striker bearing down on goal and it's one on one, pick, pick your goalkeeper. And yeah. I, I'm picking Allison all day, all day, every day, but he just doesn't deal with it. His hands are like lettuce and it just goes underneath them. It's not good enough, Gav. Well, no, way no. too easy to create ca- chances with. The, against the, goal, the goalkeeper The goalkeeper thing, I get you. Like, it's not the best shot in the world and it's like, you get a hand to it and you should exactly. have two hands to it. But what I'm saying is, for me, and I get the goalkeeper stuff and I get the midfielder stuff, you should hit him. You should take him out, especially if it's Ox. You know, he's going off. Hit him, take a yellow, get off the pitch. It's 1-1 and we bring on Thiago and we look to keep control of the ball and open them up and create chances. The goalkeeper doesn't cover himself in glory because he should save it. Simple as that. It should be a fairly simple save for him, actually. But the centre-halves for me, as good as they are, right, or as, as much as they back themselves, are in no man's land. And make the decision for bonus to where he's put it. And also create the space for Farnals to run into by, by pushing up. Them two should look immediately when he's on the ball and go, right, Trent's up the pitch, right? So we need to drop off here and nearly start feeding ourselves to the right-hand side because the only ball he has. And if they drop in that three, two or three seconds, when for, even if the ball gets to Farnals, he's probably on the edge of the box. He probably has a centre-half closer to him. And then he has a keeper beyond him who's set as well. I just couldn't understand the decision that was made. But we got, look, we go 2-1 down. Um, it's a, it's a load of errors from start to finish. It's not being ruthless enough. It's not being positionally aware. And the goalkeeper just doesn't, isn't good enough. That's it. It's as simple as that. But the third one, and they make it 3-1 and Keith, I come to you. How in the name of Jesus is Kurt Zuma making a run to the back post from a corner from the far side of the pitch? And nobody's paying him a blind bit of attention. So frustrating, you know, because West Ham, where the second half, West Ham come out and they're on top, you know what I mean? So they have us on the ropes. They bloody their nose with the second goal and we've let them, you know, Kev touched on it earlier about the delivery by uh, Fornals. You're giving up these chances to them and... We're still not copping on. Like again, Allison is focusing on Antonio in the bleeding box. All that. Now I know Antonio is going to him, but Allison needs to then be bleeding, howling at the ref, saying, "Hey, get him the fuck away from me." He's standing on my toes. He's elbowing. He's doing this and he's doing that, and he wasn't doing that. He was letting them crowd him. But then the marking, like Kurt Zuma is what six foot three, six foot four, big, big young centre back. Mm-hmm. You know what? He's he's getting an aerial threat on this. Who was marking him? Mane? Mane lets him run, does he? No, well, Trent is there having a good look at him while he runs in. Either. They're all having a good look at him because he just saunters by them all. Do you know what I mean? Like the bleeding red CD part and let him through. I just couldn't understand it. One of the things that, you know, under Klopp, obviously it improved. And when Virgil comes in, bang, that was it. The catalyst for improving our defence. It's gone and got better and better. 
start of this season, I thought defensively we look all right. Virgil's back. We're all solid. Everybody's picking her up. The cracks are there now. The cracks are back in. Shawnee touched on this that it's very much, you know, Dejan Lovren here to Liverpool defending the, the Skirtle and Lovren axis at the back and or the Sacco and whoever the fuck else you want it to be. Um, it's very easy to get in against us now. How we've let Kurzuma go, and it's not like we, he's just come in, made a run and had a bullet header and people are standing around. This thing floats to the back stick yeah. and there's nobody in fucking... Oh, it's infuriating. It's you one of the, the most re- infuriating goals you'll ever see conceded. You, that is skill boy stuff. And we've you watch the replay that. of it, and you'll see from the camera angle, look at Fornals all the way across the pitch. Yeah. And Trent is just Trent stood there watching the whole thing. He can see the full flight of the ball. He's not on the, he's not on the post. People can blame Allison all the likes. Fuck all to do with Allison. That that ball was too far out for Allison to come and claim it. It was coming too quick. And the angle that Fornals hit it at, it, it, it was going away from Allison if he tried to come. So it wasn't him. Trent sat there. He he can see the flight of the ball. He can see the runner coming in at him. All he had to do was get between Zuma and the ball. He didn't have to go and win the ball. He just had to stop Zuma from jumping. That's all he had to do. And he stood there and he watched the whole thing. And it just happened. And he was it was almost a case of, oh, okay. So that's done. And there was nothing. It was just a well, complete Chris, clusterfuck. Chris makes a point here. He said it's not personally, pers- sorry, personal errors, he feels, but more a tacti- yeah. tactical yeah, thing for him. I don't, it's and not I'm willing on that because you're either man marking Kurt Zuma, who's one of the, he's probably the biggest player, the tallest yeah, player. He is. He's, he's up there. Especially anyway. without Bonner going Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Without Bonner going off, yeah, he's, he's, he's up there. Right? Mm. But you're either man marking him, or don't even attempt to tell me that where he heads that ball is not a zone that you're meant to be standing in. Simply yeah. not happening. Because it's not like he arrives at the back post, he's outside the back post when he heads it, up there or thereabouts, right? But you can't tell me that a zone that you mark isn't somewhere between the middle of the goal and the back post is not a zone that you mark. And there was nobody there. There was nobody there. So if you're a man marking him, who's doing it? And if you're zonally marking, who's in the fucking zone? And I'm like Trent looks appalling for it because he's literally he's he's too far out of the way. He's not his phone at the back post. Is, is that yeah. his own? But he's looking at the back own. post. He's 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 probably ten yards off the line outside of the post. It's it's a weird place for him to be. Yeah. But where he heads that or where you could cut it out is most definitely his own. Online with the post, six yards from goal. You, if you're in that zone, you're heading it away. Simple as that. And the club I agree with Chris. Game, I think it's a tactical thing. And again, I think it goes back to just not switched on as we personal responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's personal um, responsibility at the end of the day. It's would you put on, on the goalkeeper, Shawnee, on that one? Um, no, because if there's a there's a number of mistakes before it gets to where Allison is to blame, mm-hmm. so he should never get there. You know what I mean? It, if Allison's coming and claimed that he's only getting a touch on it anyway, he's not catching that. You know what I mean? It's just <sighs> I don't know. It's so fucking unlike us. This the and you know what? It's it's probably not unlike it because we just seem soft again, Gav. It's just soft. It's the it's the most infuriating goal we've conceded this season. Because it's the worst thing you can say about a side. Yeah, it's just you soft. Know, it's it, just it, it, 
it's the worst thing you can say about a side that you're that you're easy to get at, that you're nice. Ball, you know, yeah, it, and we are all of that at the minute. Yeah. Brentford, the ball's into the box, not dealing with them. And then when that balls are dropping, just not knowing what to do, it's panic. You know, mm-hmm. like and that's just not like us. Well, it's all there is at the moment. So and that's the worry for me is that this seems to be creeping in, and I ha- we need a fucking shake up. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, well, I don't know what to say. It's just fucking. And you are gonna give West Ham a lot of credit. I don't even think they were fucking great today. I don't even think they had to be great today. No, well, I'll tell you. There's a there's a comment here from Mark Douglas. I think he's a, he's a West Ham fan because he's, I'm nearly sure. Yeah, he is. He says West Ham worked harder, were more organised, were more dangerous, particularly in the second half. We were better today. Uh, Come on, you aren't, um, is what that stands for. And before we go on to Rigi's goal, I do want to give them credit, Shani, and I don't think they had to be great. No, I'm I not saying that, that shoy. No, like, no, no, they were, I know, they I know were better not. than us. I agree they were with better that, than us. But, but I, wanted to, I wanted to talk They'll about... They'll have harder games than that this season, and yeah, that yeah. shouldn't be... And you shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, you shouldn't be saying that about... Do you know... Liverpool on the road. Do you know why they'll have harder games this season? Because I think teams will know what they're going to try to do, and will be ready for it, and will implement their own their own kind of tactics against so I just felt that we didn't we? Liverpool yeah I just felt like we didn't like Mark um, you're welcome to the chat I've never seen you in here before you're a West Ham fan you're very welcome but I have to give credit to West Ham and the reason being is I know by watching that game West Ham no, they're not as good as Liverpool I know if they go toe to toe to Liverpool they don't stand a chance right because Liverpool will eat them up right especially going forward they'll eat them up but what West Ham done was they got the early goal which is a bonus for them Um Next 25 minutes, I thought they'd done well. I thought Liverpool, like, I think you're right, Sean. I think Liverpool took control then of the game, the proceedings, and, and get that one all. But West Ham, like Kev said earlier, then now they have to come back out and play. But what did he do? The way, the way they go back out and play is they turn around and decide themselves, right, let's keep it solid, but we're going to be a bit more adventurous when we get it. I.e. bone running, running with it 20, 30, 40 yards and look to capitalise. So they were looking to either capitalise on counterattacks or set pieces. And listen, they've every right to do that. And they've done it extremely well today. I have to say, they've done it extremely, extremely well. And you know what? I don't want to belittle them because I look at some of the players on the West Ham side and I think, do you know what? They're actually starting to show that bit of form and that bit of, I suppose, you know, you've seen players come in and you say, what's he like? He could be good. And they're starting to show that form. They're starting to show for me in that West Ham side. And I think part of that is down to Moyes. I think Moyes can be, you know, a bit of a dog of war and thing, but I think he's starting to get away from that a little bit more. Is where he's there's more creative players inside than I can ever remember. No, or genuinely, there's more. Like I've never seen him go out on a bone. Um, he has he has foreign ads. He has um Antonio up front. He has Lanzini to come on. You know, um, Suchek was getting forward. Yeah. He has that about West Ham at the moment. I really haven't seen him on my side in a long time. So I just I did I wanted to give um. I did want to give credit to West Ham because I thought they were they were excellent today and they deserve. They had a plan. They had a game yeah, yeah, plan, yeah. and they've 100%. come out and said it. All their interviews and all, they've come out and said it. We yeah. know Liverpool will leave spaces behind, and we were looking to hit them, and that's what they done. And when you have players like uh, Jared Bowen, who love our fans scoffed at the idea. Is that bottle frozen? Because you're drinking it a bit weird. No, uh, I just I'm, I'm actually thinking in my mind while I finish this one. How do I get to the fridge now? Yeah, well. <laughs> um, but when they have players like Bone, who is good, you know, a lot of our fans scoffed at the idea of signing Bone. Bone's a good player. He's good in transitions. He's quick. He's direct. 
and they were able to move up the pitch very quick and we were just leaving all these holes and again I'm going to put it down to air players it's West Ham were good they had a game plan they stuck to it and they got their win but I'm putting them more down to air players were so far off they shouldn't have got the spaces they should Fabinho I thought was atrocious today I thought he was absolutely horrendous I don't think he done anything of any use for us in that he's the one between the, the midfield and the defence I think he left too many gaps and I just think we let them play and let them look better than they had to be. Not than they are, because they're a good team. David Moyes, he had got creative players at Everton. You know, we still had little snides like Pienaar, who was a good, tricky little player. He had Arteta, uh, Leon Osman, all these fellas. They would nip in and get goals. But he does. He, he's got a, a lot of skillful players that maybe don't have that bit of snide about them in this West Ham team. And they're good. And they're quick. Yeah, they do. And they have got options, as Gav said. They can bring in players. Um, and they're not all a battering ram team, mm-hmm. what we traditionally associate with, with David Moyes. He's doing a decent job there. Uh, I thought he would have stunk the place out. I thought once fans came in, West Ham's bubble had burst, no pun intended. And it hasn't. They've gone on and they've built from that. So, yeah, we were beaten today, but we went into a, a, we went into a team who were fifth in the league. Or, what are you, fifth or fourth? Fourth. fourth at the start of the day. Yeah. So they were fourth in the league, one place behind us, could have overtaken us. They're on a great run. They the great win there against Villa thumped them last week. They're you know, they're on the crest of a wave they're here at West Ham. And we have gone in there and literally rolled onto our backs and let them kill our bellies and just stick a finger wherever they wanted. And it's not good enough. It's not good enough from Liverpool. So West Ham are good. I give them the credit. I think they done well. They did a game plan. They got their result. But we were so we were so poor, and the goals we can see they were so infuriating today. Yeah. Mm. Um, Liverpool do make a three two on the eighty third minute with Divock Origi. Um, a hell of a finish. It was a hell of a finish. But I'm gonna go and grab me two bottles if that's all right. So I want yeah. to ask you two questions before I leave, and I'll start with you, Kev, and he's gonna pass that. it around then before well, before I come back. Um, it is a hell of a finish. Um, and I, I think I think that's fair. But what did you make as Klopp's substitutions? Because I think Thiago just doesn't look at the races whatsoever. I think I think he's. I'd rather him not come on and come on maybe fifteen minutes to go. And regardless of what's going on, I, fifteen twenty minutes. I just, I just, I don't. Came on with twenty to go. Yeah, no, he comes on with twenty to go. But what I'm, I'm, I'm probably the situation I'm, I'm talking ah. about. Do you know what I mean? Because he just looks, he looks a mile off a of Kev. He does, but he's been out for what six weeks. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, and when he came on, did we change the system not long after he came on? Because we went to four four two, or was that that was when Taki came on? When Taki came on, yeah. When Taki yeah. came on, it went four four two. More bit, correct, yeah. but. For me, Thiago is Thiago's a ten, and to do to play him in his best position, he's got to be off a striker or close enough to the striker to link up play. He he was taking the ball in in safe positions and moving at ten twenty yards. He was some of his passes were really good, you know, into Sadio who became a ten. But you could tell what. The difference in the side when uh, Firmino is playing and when he's not playing. And he was downside. Eh? You it quite could. It is true. You know, 
it's because when Bobby, when you zip a ball into Bobby's feet, it generally sticks, and you can play off that, and you can trust him in tight spaces. Whereas even for the yeah, second goal, Fabinho plays a ball into Sadio when he's surrounded by two or three players. It was a stupid decision to play him into that position in the first place. But when Thiago came on, I thought, yeah, it was a common sense substitution. It was a safe substitution. You know, Thiago for Ox. The system pretty much stayed the same. But it wasn't until we went 4-4-2, and it wasn't really. It was two at the back when marking your man at the back, and then it was 2-4-4. And it was shit or burst. You know, it was, look, we may as well lose 4-1 trying to get back into it. And who was left on the bench? There was no one really left there. You know, there wasn't an awful lot more he could have done. No. Simicast, Canate, Nico Williams, and Phillips and Tyler Moore. You're not going to bring Simicast in unless, you know, there was just no point at that stage. You know, it was, um, I mean, if you were going to go to a four four two, you wanted a striker up front, and you're more likely to get some kind of a a ricochet or something, and sim and tacky getting on the end of it, than you are Simicast. So no, I wouldn't be too down on the substitutions. It was just um, it was just shit there, compounded by a soft performance mm. and. Origi aside, because he got his goal and he didn't really, you know, he didn't really do much else after that. But at least for the first time in a while, he looked like a six foot two, thirteen stone centre forward. You know, but he's another one that needs run of games. So do you give him a go? And if you do give him a go, who are you going to drop out? You know, well, could I, it I, be, made it, I made could this it point. Worse? I made this point during the week. I, I said that with, with Firmino. Well, um, Minamino or Origi are going to have to step up and I had people jumping down my throat going Jota, Jota will play and I was like yeah I know Jota will play Jota can't play them all you know but you need, you still need you know four when one isn't walking out yeah, you, you have need, to have you need, an you need someone to stand up and, and that's where I think it come from I, I just don't know if you'll see it from Origi or, or Minamino I, ho- I hope I'm wrong but it's one of those I'm going to get man of the matches obviously and then I have one last question before we move on to the last bits um, so Shani man of the match couldn't pick one guy, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay, you're not giving a man of the match. Keith, no. not giving a man of the match. Same answer. No, oh my couldn't, God, couldn't give any of them. They genuinely, I know I'm a positive, one positive, right? They were garbage today, Gav. They they were yellow. They were chicken shits. They didn't pull it up. We could have stole that, by the way. And just to say, Origi's goal was an excellent yeah. goal. Origi's goal was excellent. Ronaldo scored one similar to that a couple of weeks ago and everyone was creaming themselves. A little flick over and a volley from the edge of the box. That was an excellent goal we did. Yeah. And then we could have got the draw if Sadio gets that header. Yeah. And we're coming out there after stealing. Yeah. We didn't deserve that. We were shy. We were absolute pony today. Yeah. So we could have got a draw in a game we didn't deserve. I don't think any player, and I'm genuinely looking at them all and I'm trying to think, yeah, I had a look myself. Anything. No, it would have been. I mean, people staying in the chat there about that diving header. I mean, look, he was leaning down into it. If he'd have got that on target into the corner, it would have been goal of the month. You know, that was a very difficult finish. Let's be let's be fucking honest about it. We'd have loved to have seen it go in, but that was a really difficult finish. You know, and he he missed it by a couple of feet. He just got it on the wrong part of his head. I mean, there's an argument that he should have gone and put his laces through it. But look, hmm. it was it was a it was a good effort at the end, and if we'd have nicked the point, 
we'd have been more it would have been more relief than anything else. Yeah. But look, we got the kick in the arse and we got what we deserved out of that today. We got that. Yeah, you take your legs like a, like a you, fucking grown up and you just move you on move because on. Yeah. there's no point in dwelling in it. There's no point in throwing the baby out with the bathwater yeah. either. It's a lot of the chat is saying about Virgil for man of the match, but Virgil was meant to be leading the defence and the defence wasn't very good, so I can't really even give Virgil I would have edged, I would have edged towards Trent. I would have edged oh, towards Trent. No, no, it, it was a hell of a free oh. kick, but in yeah. fairness, you have to be you have to be more than that. Uh, there's something right. in there's something in and I'm not gonna get into it tonight, but there's definitely something in the way um you know the way he's playing and the positions he's taking up. There's definitely something in it. We've oh, yeah. seen he's that saying, last he's... week where he's so high up the pitch all the time. And as Sean he said, like he's not getting back and no one's giving out to him. It's as if yeah. like you don't have to go back. You just but look, it's one of those um Red Steve's trying to get any good books here. He says uh, man of the match is Gav Doyle, um same as every week. <laughs> what a freak. Um nice one, Steve. Um but look, it's look. We're not giving out a fucking uh, uh, man of the match. That's it. We've had enough. Um, but look, we have to take stock on it now. We're going into a, we're going into an international break. We've another two weeks off, which means on the day trippers, we're going to have loads of fun with quizzes and stuff like that. I'll tell you about a show we're doing tomorrow night as well. Me and Phil, um, which should be the crack. But um, Shani, I'll come to you. Um, what do we do now? Do we just take stock? Do we look at it? Do we tell each other a few home truths? And come back and look to get back to ourselves because you know, Shani, we get back to ourselves. It'll take a good side to be us to this league. I, I, I genuinely believe that. But what do you think we do in this international break? I don't know, Gav. I don't. I, do you know what? I really don't know because people saying in the chat there it's not a personnel thing, and I agree. I do think there's an a, there's a bit of a tactical imbalance in here side at the moment. With the midfield just seem to be leaving the defenders way too exposed. I can see them way too many goals. Um, I don't know. I I really don't know because we're scoring enough goals, but defense wins your titles. And unless we book up our ideas, we won't be near this title. I'm sorry, we just won't yeah. because the way we're trending at the moment will be, is to fall further behind. So we need a fucking rocket somewhere, and hey, we need new blood. Yeah, I think Jan, I think Jan, this January window, a fresh I face. Think it, I think a fresh think, face wouldn't go amiss. Yeah, yeah, no, and I don't, I don't disagree because look, come January, we're going to be missing the two lads who are mm-hmm. scoring and creating all the goals. So look, the likelihood Gav is that I can get fucking worse before it gets better because there just seems to be a systematic chink in our armor at the moment that needs to be rectified somewhere or another. I think. The, the international break is coming at a, at a good time for us, to be honest with you. I know it's never nice going off two weeks and on a loss, but I do think we need it. I do think we need to recuperate. I do think we need to get bodies in and around and look these international breaks. Have we a Brazilian you, issue with this one as well, or what's the story? No, they're going no, off to play, but they're, all, they're back beforehand. But, yeah. um, that's, a, that's all sorted now. There's no more red list countries in the, for the UK anymore. But Tommy just. Tommy C says three home games in the bounce next Arsenal, Porto, Southampton. Yeah. I think that's God, you're going to have to set a marker on them three, aren't you? Yeah, well, we we literally have to be looking now, getting into December now, winning every game. Hmm. We need a start yeah. to run like that. And the, the one reason why I'm not panicking, I'm not saying that the title race is over, is because I still know in my heart of hearts that there's only two teams in this league that can do the 12, 13 wins on a bounce. And, and it's us in City. Now, 
that's that's us when we're defensively at our best. So yeah. we need to find a little bit of form. We need to shore it up a little bit. And um, I think the international break will do us good. I yeah. really do. Look, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't lose all faith in this side. I mean, no, no, absolutely and, not. And, it's far from so much football to be played, but that, there's issues that can be... It'd be worse if you didn't know what was going on. It, yeah. It'd be worse if yeah, you you're not getting... It. Look, look, we've been shy and we're getting the results to match. It, 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 that's just the way football goes sometimes. Mm. You get a bit of luck, sometimes you don't. Yeah. That can happen. Yeah. And there's not a standout team as well. There's nobody so far running away with it. People can say Chelsea... Chelsea will drop points, we'll drop points, City will drop points. City are the ones I'd be more worried about. I know Shani says defence wins titles and Chelsea are the defensive team. But once we're going through this shitty phase now, and I agree, I think it's, you know, the the, the, the defensive solidity or lack of at the moment is worrying. And I think if they can work on that and shore that up, and maybe it is. One thing Alex Ferguson was great at with United, something the lads touched on at the start of the show, maybe about giving Robbo a break. Ferguson always knew when to let his players go and literally say to Ronaldo, fuck off for a holiday. Do you know what I mean? It's not that you're out of the team for two weeks. Go on holidays. Relax, recharge your batteries. And maybe, you know, we need, Klopp needs to rest. I mean, I don't, I'd imagine these internationals doing my head in. It's gone from this... Nations League was meant to reduce the amount of internationals, and we now have international breaks where there's three games in two week periods. It's it's fucking mental. It's too much football. So I don't know if we need to literally rest players, and we we can't do much with Trent to be honest. I think he's out of form. He's he's doing assists and all, but his game isn't great at the moment. We can't really do anything there. But Robbo, we can do. So it'll be interesting to see if we can maybe give people a rest and come back and try and walk it back. Thiago comes back slow from injuries. I think we can all accept that now. He's yeah, not one that hits the ground. I'm not worried about Thiago. No. Well, to be honest with and that. Fabinho is the same. When he comes back from an injury, he tends to take his time getting back up to speed as well. So maybe the international break comes. We get the lads back training again who are staying and the ones who go away and hope for the best. You know, I'd be more worried if we were if we were seven points behind a leader at the moment. It's only four and can happen. Mm. And in um, fairness, I, it's a good... Arsenal are a really good team to come back and play. You know, they've got it They've got it about them at the minute, but they're going to be... They're a lot easier side to play than what West Hammer. Yeah. And Arsenal are the kind of side, if, they, if they're... I'll, if we lose, if, Arsenal, if, we, lo- if, if we lose Arsenal, I'll lose the fucking plot. Yeah, I will throw it genuinely. I'll, I'll lose my shit. Because yeah, because I'm I'll just they're they're shite. You know, they're they're beat who they're supposed to beat, and they've a few good players, but I think they're the kind of side that are actually tailor made for us. Well, we wait and, and see. see. Well, I, I, I said at the time, at the start of this window that West Ham was going to be our hardest game, and I was right. You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to, to see that. United were shite. Spurs, you know, Brighton are decent, but, you know, they're okay. But West Ham are good. Yeah. You know, this version of West Ham are a good side, especially at home. But this, Arsenal, I I think they're perfect for us to come back and absolutely fucking smash them. Well, I hope we do. But yeah. You'll never get me conceding any title in November. No, oh, Christ, no. You won't even get me conceding the title in March Mate, or April. Same, uh, that's react- it's reactionary bollocks. But look, you, you, that, there is alarms. There is there one. Is. There is. There absolutely there is. is. Silent alarms there at is. the moment. Silent yeah, alarms. There's a, there's a, it's, it's, it's not a full-on alarm. It's, it's your neighbour ringing going, I think your yeah. alarm's going off. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I think that's a, and she's yeah. probably just it's, an oh, no, it's, it's only the Bindle you reverse and it's only the Bindle you reverse are you sure it's my alarm yeah because she's yeah. fucking looked in every window the nosy cow yeah. you know what I mean but um, no at the moment I'm not giving fuck all up I, I absolutely see where you're coming from though with regards to the midfield issues defensively even going forward and transition and stuff like that and that's definitely it's definitely something there but I'd hope that if a falls rifles in in this international break, i.e. players go away and come back okay, players are stable. Um, the landscape of the league is going to be a lot different by the time the international break is over as well because there's going to be three or four teams and new managers yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So, it's yeah. all happening. It's a little bit of a shake-up. And yeah. it, this is normally... I was like, surprised today, wasn't it? Did you, yeah. did you guys expect that one with Dean Smith? Yeah. What do you mean? Is he gone? Yeah. He got sacked, yeah. yeah he, went, he got sacked this morning. Dean Smith yeah. and Daniel Fark both gone today. What? I know Farger. The things make a sack this morning, yeah. I wasn't surprised because um they spent a lot that's, of money. That, that's that's mental. And I well, know they've lost I know they've I've not lost two points Breedish. above. Yeah, I know they've lost. I thought Breedish. he had enough I thought he'd have had enough credit in the bank from last season to turn it around like but mm. this is bloodbath this week for managers. They're gonna get your man second. But you see that's the thing because when yeah. one sacks one, right, another one looks and goes, Well, if we don't move now the manager we're looking for, they could end up with, you know, and then you have the whole Ole stuff fucking sitting in the background going, is yeah. he getting the fucking... He's gone. Bullet? He's gone. You know what I mean? Chris, Chris, Chris Wilder has gone to Middlesbrough. Who? Chris Wilder has gone to Middlesbrough. Did Wilder take over another job after Sheffield Yeah, Warnock, Warnock, to, Warnock resigned and Chris Wilder has gone to Middlesbrough. But when Wilder left Sheffield United, he hasn't had another job since. No, he hasn't. No, no, no. no. A good no. appointment actually by Middlesbrough. Um, of course, Brendan is is in for the United job now, isn't he? Um, yeah. And I told you this week ago, so he'll absolutely fit him because he's oh, a yeah, yes man that will stand there and tell you all about the heritage but, of the club. Uh, the murmurings now is that Ragnick is going to take over until the end of the season, go in as DOF then, and it'll be either Rogers or Ten Hag. That's that's apparently right. that's what a United fan now who would would be on the forums and that saying. That's sort of what... J81 says Gerrard is the favourite to take over a Villa. I think if Gerrard takes the Premier League job, he won't get the Liverpool one. But that's just my Someone opinion. said that to me earlier on as well, that Gerrard was uh, quietly being talked about hmm. for, um, for Villa. Anyway, Fonseca would be some appointment. Tommy C. They have a lot of money, Kev, you know? Like, do you? Oh, Villa. do you? That's where you've got that reaction from Villa because they're looking at the money they spent and they're all also looking at the, the landscape with regards to managers as well. Uh, Tommy yeah. C says Ollie's looking over his shoulder. If Ollie's looking over his shoulder, the chance are Michael Carrick is the fella torn in his head to let him do it. Um, <laughs> because it's fucking, he can't do anything without fucking having a word in one of them two Egypt's ears. Um, <clears throat> but um, that's about it for West Ham v Liverpool tank fuck um, these bottles are freezing by the way boys just to let you know and, um, I'm, over the, I'm over the moon with it. great work on a, on a day of bad there's nothing but bad news we finished it off on a high yeah Kev's lamp and Carl and black label out, but he's smoking a, <laughs> a vape there um, Sean yeah. he's just gone fucking rash out I can see it and he's gonna fucking explode <laughs> no, I'm actually um, not I'm actually not I, I was worse after the game last yeah, Saturday yeah this is terrible isn't it this is therapy that we always have to crack. So, um, two things to finish off with. First thing is Sienna's steps. Um, so, Sienna set off to America. I want to say Friday morning, but my days are all over the place, but I think it was Friday. So, she got um, she got treated really well in Dublin Airport by the staff up there for pre-clearance going um, to America. She was she was um, 
Mind and dying as opposed before she left. Uh, they flew, I think they flew to New York and then on to St. Louis. But um, she's over there now. I think they come back around the mid-December. But of course, we, we let you know on Thursday that she passed her 120,000 target. It's at 122 now. We can keep going and see how much we can get. But that money now guarantees that she can go over there. Her family can comfortably go over there now. Because you have to remember, it, yeah. it's life-changing stuff for her. But her, her mother and father now are leaving jobs taking time out of their jobs, you know, which is not an easy thing to do at the moment. Because of COVID, people don't want to give holidays anymore and, you know, that sort of stuff. But they're gone over there. They're there for a month. Um, but they can comfortably go over there now and she's going to get the treatment, eh? They have somewhere that they can stay for a month and it's, you know, it's looked after for them, which is brilliant. And um, they'll come back in December. I think it's around December the 10th, but don't quote me. And they'll come back then and the months of rehabilitation and everything is all covered. And genuinely, um, I mean this, this is the biggest achievement that this podcast has ever done. And I mean that. And no amount of likes, subscribes, follows, comments, whatever it might be, we appreciate them. Don't get me wrong, don't take me the wrong way on this. But what's happened with that girl over the last couple of months, and we didn't do it all, like there's so many fundraisers and stuff like that. But what has happened there, genuinely, if someone had said to me, what have you done with a podcast, I would literally point to that girl. And say that's that's what we done, and you know, I, I, I genuinely was emotional on Thursday when I seen that figure, and emotional again when I seen I ready to go on the plane for America, and like, if we could do it again, I would. Yeah. If someone came to me tomorrow and said, "Can you do this?" I would, because it's nearly got to the stage where football is brilliant. Talking about football is brilliant. Having a community like this is brilliant, but doing that for people is just. I, you've no idea. It's just unbelievable. It's using your platform for a positive reason. You know, it's not for self gain. It's not for, you know, self interest or anything like that. It, it was, I was the same guy. I was very emotional when, uh, yeah, I mean, when, when we saw that. And I know Sean, you, yeah, exact same. And it really was. And the, the hard work that the family have put in to get that. And, you know, we played a small part in that. And Gav, you played a huge part within our yeah. small part, you know, and, and it has to be said. To, to, to get that and to get that over the line, it is it is bigger than that we've done. And it just shows, and I'm not trying to throw smoke up air there, sorry, here, but, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, being the most popular or being, you know, likes and, you know, how many subscribers you have. These little things, which is a huge thing, it's bigger than anything anyone else will do, you know, getting 100,000 subscribers, 2 million subscribers. This is bigger than any of that. And to be a part of that, to play the part in that is very, very, uh, it's worth more than, than anything else we've done on this. From my point of view, certainly, to be involved in that has just been an absolute highlight of being involved in the podcasts. And it, it's just brilliant. Long may it last, you know. It's the biggest highlight for me, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I like echo, go, yeah, go on, Sean. I echo everything that Keith said. Like, I, I've been doing this podcast now for Jesus, going back to clubs for probably five, four, five years now. And I always, you always get a level at you, like, what, 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 do you, what do you do that for? And what's the, what, what's the point? And you know, like, I've met so many great people down the years, and I met friends, I've met like proper friends who, no matter what happens going forward, that. I'd call on them outside this podcast if ever need be and vice versa. And you, you just, you meet these lovely people, you do these things. Like we went to Liverpool last week, but when, 
when you know in your heart of hearts that you've had a positive impact in some way or another on someone else's life, where it's to the lasting effect that we've effectively helped change that girl's life and um, going away and seeing her going away. I was like, Keith, I got a bit, a little bit emotional myself and um, I can put my hand on my heart and say, as the LFC day trippers, this is the best thing that this podcast has ever done. And Gav, you, you owe yourself a massive pack on the back because yeah. you burst your bollocks and you put a force in front of everything else yeah. and you never let it slip out your head or your mind. It was every show you were And I know you don't want... I know you don't want. No, do you know what I was going to say? I did. I'm not going to disagree. It's the absolute truth. And you did it. I did put it before everything else. But and you did it out of goodness of your heart, Gavin. Yeah. There was no alternative motive. There was no. It was no. It wasn't no, for own, any other reason other than the own good. And you you deserve a big fucking round of applause and fair play. And just no matter what happens going forward on this podcast, that you've changed, you've helped change that little girl's life for the good and you had a massive impact on it and you know yeah. what and it's all over I hope we can all get together with Sienna's parents and we can all have a drink meet up somewhere because to be honest with you it, it's um, it, it's really really like it, no, it's I, amazing yeah. what's I, I, I agree with you I did I did um, I suppose I, I did put other stuff to the side other opportunities to the side you know um with regards to sponsorship and people wanting to do this and do that. And I said, no, you can't um, because Sienna's in there and we're not, you know. Because what happens is you get people come along and they say to you, we want to sponsor this, but we want exclusivity on it. And they mean exclusivity. They don't want, they don't want anything on it but them. And there was one in particular, where I just said no, because Sienna's on that show and she's not being moved for nobody. That's as simple as that. I did put things aside. I never shut up about it, like doing people's heads in about it. But having said that, the people that are on these shows and the people that watch these shows also put up with it and also made it their prerogative because let's be honest, like, <laughs> there's only so much of me saying, will you please help this girl that you, people can put up with and then just go and turn that fucking off. And, but they haven't. They've absolutely done yeah. it. Um, from start to finish, they've constantly shared stuff. They've constantly, um, you know, I've seen people multiple times donate to this multiple. I know I can see them because I see, I see what goes into the GoFundMe. I see what goes oh. into tickets being sold. I goes, I see it all. Um, <laughs> and genuinely, um, it's the best thing we've ever done. And, Look, I'm not speaking for Phil or Andy or anybody that set up the day trippers originally. They might disagree, but I very, very much doubt that they will. It's the best thing we've ever done. And I said a couple of weeks ago, like, we've 11, nearly 12,000 subscribers. I'd take 12 subscribers if it meant that girl getting the money. And I said that a couple of weeks ago. And people thought that was in jest. It's not. But if if you told me that I'd stay on this amount of subscribers now forever but I'll help someone else in six months' time or I'll help someone else in 12 months' time. I'm good with that. I'm absolutely good with that because the one thing I will tell you is that the 12,000 people that subscribe to this channel, support it, watch it, they, they're fucking amazing, to be honest with you. That chat is amazing. That is the best chat you and me will ever come across. Yeah. But not only that, they're, um, they're the most genuine people you'll come across. There, I think it's absolutely There's Kevin, amazing. the top corner there, like, like for as long as I can remember, Periscope and other shows, Kev Compton away on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, we have him on the cans now and all. He, he's, <laughs> he, 
genuinely one of the most knowledgeable fellas you'll yeah. ever sit and listen to football about. Well, I yeah. sit, I sit listening to football talk all day, and this has come from the chat and come from the community. It's no big ups or anything. He's at the coming on here, and he's an integral part of the team now, as I'd say. Even what he does in the chat and the yeah. moderators, you we see the same names all the time, and yeah. people come and go. But it's just look if you'd had an any way any. Any input in this, fair play to yourself and fucking just back yourself because look, it just goes to show when good people come to come together with fucking good in their heart, good things can happen and th- this is absolutely brilliant news and I'm so, so happy yeah. for Sienna yeah. and I can't wait to see the, the journey now because look, this is when it's going to get even tougher yeah. for the parents. This because- is, but this is, listen, um, I mean, I've only been here five minutes and like Shani said, I was in the chat for years and I remember when we, when you guys started the stuff with Kian and the same people who were in the chat tonight were there then and they shared it and they contributed and they were here for the auctions and they were winning prizes and all engaging yeah. and everything like that. And when things went sideways for me this year, all of you guys reached out to me privately and you didn't have to. And other people who were involved in this show and other shows all helped me out in more ways than you'll ever know. And people in the chat as well, you've all been fantastic with me and I'm forever grateful for it. But I know what it's like to have a sick child and I know what it's like to have to have to ask for help as a parent of a sick child. And it's very difficult for what Sienna's parents uh, have had to ask to do. And you don't know where to turn. And then when someone turns around and says, yeah, we can help. And then they follow through. And you guys are got you guys in the chat, especially, and you guys in three months' time and in six months' time, when you see her coming through rehab and you see the photos and you see her at five and you see her at seven and you see her communion pictures yeah. and everything that comes through, it's her parents will never ever have enough thank yous in them to be able to tell you. But from someone who's been there and walked that walk. It's an amazing thing that everyone has contributed to. You'll never know how much those parents are going to appreciate it and how much I appreciated everything that you guys have done for me. And I just wanted to say thank you for everything. You know, it's been absolutely fantastic. I've loved every minute of this. Well, Midnight Poker asked a question. And Kev, that, like, to be honest with you, if it was Kev, it was Keith, Shawnee, anyone in that chat. And I mean this. If anyone came to me and said, I have an issue... Um, I have a problem. I I need help. Blah blah blah. Just ask, because at the end of the day, right? And I I mean this, we're just fucking idiots talking yeah. about football. And we're going to prove it now in about five minutes when we tell you about what, what we're going to do next, right? We are just saps talking about football. We're yeah. not here to, you know, have fucking plaques telling us we've this and that. We're not here to tell you going here and going there. We are idiots watching football and meet up to watch it and have a drink. Speak and yourself, Gav. I'm a fucking expert. No, you're, you're <laughs> an idiot, right? Little idiot. Right? I'm definitely uh, fucking Midnight Hawker asks, um, has the marching band been ordered for Sienna's first day at school? Now, this is where the family may thank us, but I don't think they want to know us come this stage. I don't know if we get away with the idea that I had, which was basically... Um, rockets and fucking fireworks and flares and all going off at the school. I don't think that'll go, but I reckon we get away with it at the gaff, right? So 
if she comes out for first day of school, right, and the milkman is fucking wandering around doing the milk, and we're just absolutely hammering it with fireworks, and I think it'd be the fucking crack. And she's the sort of girl that love it, Sienna, because she's just like any video you see her, she's fucking amazing. And to to have that kind of to have that issue that she has to be so upbeat is unbelievable. Like genuinely, like. I'm I'm a forty year old man, right? I grew up in the morning. I go, oh, my back's at me a bit, and my wife goes, oh, I fucking have to listen to him all fucking day. You know what I mean? And she's nearly sending me out to play golf or down the pub just to get rid of me. You know what I mean? Um, but no, listen, we just want to give her a big mention because she's a it's brilliant, fantastic. brilliant kid. Um, they're a brilliant family. They've shown great courage in, in asking for help. Um, because it's, like Kev said, it's not easy to do. There's a lot of pride involved at the times where you don't want to ask for help. But if you've asked for help, we've played a small part in it. And it will go down for me until we probably do the next one, which we will do another one. Um, because I think that's what we should do now. We should just literally be a football podcast that just annoys people to um, help uh, unfortunate kids that need something. But um, I just I just can't wait now to see her come home and do rehab and stuff like that. And we are going to have a knife for her. Um, because I've asked uh, Sienna's mother to told her to tour around, so basically, you know, she's been held to that. So, um, but no, I just want to give it a big mention because not only us and us on screen, everyone with the day trip, but from other podcasts as well, they've been a brilliant help to us in everything we've tried to do, and especially the people in the chat. It's been the people in the chat, the people that download um, the, the audio version of this and then go and donate, people I've had that only listen to the download. And come back and go, listen, uh, give me the link with you. I want to donate and stuff like that. So it's been absolutely, absolutely brilliant from start to finish. And with a bit of luck now, she's going to come home. And in a couple of months' time, we'll be able to go and see her and do a live video with her. And, um, and you can see exactly how it's going on. Before we go, um, our new thing is starting. Not starting on Tuesday, but we're going to do a show at 10 o'clock on Tuesday on our new channel. Um, it won't be. The Trippers have a night off on Tuesday. We will be on the Man on Football show. So... Um, this is something this is world football with a difference and basically what it is is we're going to we're going to um, talk about football from all over the world all the different leagues but it's a bit different Um, we're not going to go into massive tactical fucking stuff we're just going to have a chat what's happening in Germany what's happening in France Spain Italy the MLS international football wherever it might be Super League Super League yeah. comes along. Um, <laughs> the Super League. Uh, <laughs> the big elephant in the corner. Shani, we should get you a big blow of elephant and jump on the ball. you in the corner. What's that? Johnny, what's his name, Shani? That's the Super it's like, League. Fucking, it's like Donny Darko. You can't see it, but I can. Shani, what's that elephant in the corner? That's the Super League over there. Um, but no, and, and this is what we're going to do. I have to, uh, without giving too much away, Shawnee is, um, Sean, or not Shawnee, Keith is going to do a show once a month, which I think is going to be fucking brilliant, by the way. It's going to educate all of us, um, and it's going to be amazing. But Keith is mad into his uh, South American football, so we're going to cover that. And we're looking for the weird and wonderful, aren't we, lads? Shawnee, look, we're looking for the weird and wonderful that goes on in football, and we're going to chat around it, and we're going to start picking teams it, in different countries, and we're going to support them, aren't we? It doesn't even have to be, like, do you know what? Do you know what's a great, like, it, it's a great drug. I think nostalgia is the best drug of all. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. there's so many different football stories that we can dip into and cold heroes and fucking yeah. mental stories. Like, you seen what was going on last night in Brazil at the, in that international match. Just, yeah. man, yeah. and there's stuff like that that we can always go over. Like, 
I was chatting with my mate the other day, and he goes to me, like, did you did you ever see Rene Higuita like doing rainbow flicks on the edge of his box, trying to not make strikers and all them? Teams yeah. are just pissing ourselves, aren't they? It'll be it'll it won't lose that trippers appeal, like like you said, we're not all experts, but we just want to come on and talk. No, we just want to have a laugh with this, don't we? Yeah, yeah. we want nostalgia does great things to people. There's so much we could talk about, get into, like you know what I mean, like fucking Ali D and stuff like that. You know we, what I mean? We can educate as well, Sean. You put me away to Magic Gonzalez from El Salvador. Was yeah. he playing for Cadiz? I'd never heard yeah. of him. And Sean, you put me away to him. And these little players, you know, you look over them and, and you read up on them, and, and there's so many great stories. And what we're doing is we're not tying ourselves to Liverpool, which we all love talking about Liverpool. We yeah. do a lot of the time. We're just broadening the yeah because the spectrum. because what happens is when we come across something on this show or any of our shows during the week and it's non-Liverpool you will get people going oh that's brilliant but other people going this is a Liverpool channel why are you fucking yeah. talking about you know some mad stuff that's happened to fucking yeah. Fiorentina or something like that whereas this one allows us to this one allows us to uh, the Liverpool had to be off you know, this would be us talking about football. Yeah. We are going to start supporting clubs from all over the world. <laughs> and we're going to be updating every week. Just to let you know, spoiler alert, our, our Spanish team will be Cadiz. Because if it's not Cadiz, Sean, you'll have a meltdown. But okay. we want we want to... We, we need want, to know about the city as well. We need to know about the areas. Not just good Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to cover to all that. We're going to cover all that. We're going to cover all that. We're going to have a laugh. Twice a week, we're hoping to do it for an hour at a time. And listen... If you're not into different football around the world, it doesn't matter. Come in, because we're going to have a bit of laugh. We're going to have a bit of laugh about it. We're going to pick up mad stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, well, then, as well, guy, we want to give kind of power to the, the viewers, so we want exactly. them to stay there as well. Exactly. So, so th- that's where that's where the whole support and stuff comes in. So we want you to join us on Tuesday at 10 o'clock. So what we're going to do is we're going to record, we're going to record it on the new channel, and then we're going to release the video on our channel Um like, we're going to release it onto our channel to show people what it's about. And we're also going to release the audio onto our audio feed so people can find out where it is. The link is in the description to subscribe. So make sure you do that. But when it comes to Tuesday, we're just going to have a nice chat on Tuesday night from 10 o'clock for about an hour about what we want to do, what you would like to see us do, and what teams you want us to support, i.e. Cadiz in Spain is definitely nailed on. So... Yeah. You know, and not well, Bayern Munich. No, you know, no, no, not Bayern no. Munich. No. Like I really, you I really want to, a little bit creative. Yeah, I, I really want to like pick a random French team, and we talk about French football in general if stuff's going on. But then we give you an update on this team. Um, I want to pick a mad team in Scotland, and um, definitely because Scotland is mad. So I want to definitely pick one there. So it's it's anybody outside the old firm. Yeah, no, but like no, I want to pick <laughs> I, I, like um, Elgin. I want to support Elgin. You know the sort What's of his way. face scored for Hearts this weekend? Bid one burn scored for Hearts this weekend. Yeah, so it's um, it's one of those. It's one of those where literally we're gonna have a laugh. We're gonna pick up the best stories of the week from world football while discussing what's going on in those leagues, and we're literally gonna have the crack. But I can't promise you the stuff Keith um is doing with regards to the show that's monthly. And if it turns out well, we probably have not doing it weekly because it'd be that good. Shawnee knows his European stuff. Keith knows the South American stuff. I'm going to get mad into um, Scottish second division stuff. And um, we're just going to have to crack twice a week because... We'll do Irish football as well. I guess Shawnee yeah. don't We'll do Irish football. We'll get Dunnar on. Yeah, we get Dave Dunner Lennon is saying the Nordy League, so don't have a stretch. Yeah, but Dunner's gone, gone boy Paula because he's a Sligo fan. And two weeks ago, he was fucking stringing the manager up. And yesterday was the best performance he's seen from a team since Brazil <laughs> in the 70 World Cup. So um, it's one of those. But listen, 
we um, looked to get the likes of Conan from Villa on and all and stuff yeah, like that. And, like, you know and not only that, but we're going to try to get um, fans from MLS clubs. We're going to try to get people from Germany, fr- Spain, France, Italy, wherever we can find them and bring them on. It's going to be a mix of us three having the chat, maybe interviews that are pre-recorded, um, loads of stuff. Um, so that's what I'm, that's what we're trying to do. So the link is in the description. Man on Football Show. Everyone that's in here, if you subscribe, if you don't, it'll be just me, Keith, Shawnee, and eight people having a chat. But it doesn't fucking matter to us. It genuinely doesn't matter. So um, yeah, that's what it's all well, about. When we uh, adopt the team from the Venezuelan tour division yeah, and the Copa Libertadores, we should look up James Rodriguez. We should look up who he supports, right? And then we could follow them on Instagram. And as soon as you follow anyone in Colombia on Instagram, yeah. you're a bigger club than Liverpool. So, there you go. <laughs> Their podcast will be bigger than Liverpool if we can just follow and we can just research James Rodriguez. So that's it. Then Natasha Dube says in there, time to get on the St. Pauli bandwagon. There you go. St. Pauli are a blade mad bunch. Yeah, St. Pauli are a mad bunch. Um, I know a bit about them. I don't know if it's a bit of an, an obvious shout, Natasha, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Hips. We need to go even hips, more hipster than St. Pauli. Yeah, we need we need to go. So you want to be looking at Union Berlin or something? Yeah, yeah. I want someone that literally has a massive hot dog as a mascot. I want something like that's why that's the reason why we should support them. You know what I mean? I don't want to. That's got to be MLS, isn't it? you know, and MLS <laughs> stuff. Um, I, I want to team in Cincinnati or something. Yeah, someone mad. You know what I mean? Where we go, we know nothing about the them. Pittsburgh Pigeons or something, yeah, you yeah, never know yeah, what yeah. to get we coming out on that MLS. Yeah, but we'll exactly. be doing top tens and yeah. all of this mad stuff and all. It'll be great crack. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Have to laugh so, anything else. <coughs> what's going to happen is um, we're going to try, as I said, do it twice a week. We'll try to get into a rhythm where it might be, say, Tuesday and Thursday. Um, we're going to try to do it around half eight, nine. Um, around that time instead of the ten o'clock. So we don't clash with what we're doing here because we are on most nights of the week. And as I said, come on, have the bit of crack, bring a drink. Um, it's not going to be tactical analysis. It's going to be, did you see a man who jumped up on the fence during the week in the German tour division? It's going to be all that sort of stuff. And we're just going to have a right bit of crack. So make sure to hit the link in the description, hit subscribe. And as I said, if you like what we do here, this is going to be off the wall stuff that we're going to do. So um, Midnight Talk was trying to show in there the strongest. They could be our adopted team in South America. They're from Bolivia. I want a fortune on them on a, an accumulator once. So uh, if you want to get a... You must have been fucking uh, down bad if you are betting on the Bolivian no, guys. Holy Jesus. The South American one, Sean Lee, That's where I was doing it. And it's all in the middle of the night. So you put your little accumulator on, you go up the next day. I go up next morning Boom. and find out what's going Result. on. Yeah. yeah, it's like going in for your overnight out in the morning. You didn't be buzzing <laughs> to open up your. <laughs> That's it. Wake up. How did uh, how did uh, millionaires in Colombia get on? Win national win penal win. I'm only waiting on the strongest. Get in there. Great days. <laughs> but we have to pick them on on like what's the boozers like around the place as well? Because like if we decide to go over to somewhere and say. France or Spain or Italy or Germany or Scotland, they have to have a they have to have a good couple of beers. You can't be going somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I won't be having it. You know what I mean? That, well, we're not happen. going to Peru because the last hill, oh, last no, 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 that went yeah, to yeah. Peru ended up doing porridge. So we're not going over there. <laughs> yeah, right. they got a good book deal though. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, we can't go into that because we be shut down before we even fucking start. Right, that is it. And um, that has been the Fatback 4. It's been a brilliant show for Sunday night. Even though Liverpool lost, it's been an absolutely brilliant show. Um, thanks for being so down in the chat. Um, being amazing as always. Just, sorry, just for the rest of the week. Me and Phil had a chat a couple of weeks ago um, on a show. Um, the forum, I think it was, two of us. And we got mad into how Middlesbrough were mental in the 90s. And genuinely, Middlesbrough were fucking mental in the nineties, right? And like Terry Venables turning up and pretending not to be the manager was the best thing I've, I can ever remember, right? So me and Phil tomorrow night are coming back, but we're literally going to talk about nineties madness in the Premier League, which will be heavily about how Middlesbrough were mental in the nineties. So go and check that out tomorrow. That's Monday. We're off on Tuesday because we're doing our, our new channel and um, we're going to have a bang at that. Wednesday is going to be the midweek fix, but I think we're going to lash a quiz or a draft in there. Thursday will be carnage. Friday will be sports unplugged. We might do something special on that. Unless there's loads of sports coming up, I'm sure Kev will let me know. And question of sports would be a good show, actually. Oh, question of sport on Friday night? Yeah. Friday night? I'll do that, Kev. Do you want to do that? You crack on, yeah. What do you mean you crack on? You're fucking doing it. You're, you're, doing the, you're the boss, man. You're doing the work. Yeah, all right. We do a question spot on Friday night. Yeah, I'm just a flash bird in the corner. Oh, all right. We weeded, we weeded out the cheaters, so should be uh, should be plain <laughs> silent. They're gone. So no corruption, anti-corruption version yeah. of uh, So a Friday night um, question of sport. There, there. We've booked that as we mm. speak. And um, Saturday we're off. Sunday we're back with the fat pack four, and the fat pack four next Sunday will be different because it's international break and. I usually end up spending all of Saturday trying to find stuff to annoy Sean anyway, which is the fucking crack. Um, usually just go around mid-80s. Mid-80s um, wallpaper patterns and Sean just fucking goes mental. Yeah. Loses the plot. Okay. Um, so that's it. Um, Midnight Talker says, just, um, just, just to finish off, he says, cheer me up at the end. Up the red Sienna. Take it easy, day trippers. Good man. Right, that is it. I promise. Uh, that's the fat back for. We are out of here. Good luck. Sports Social Podcast Network.